You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Nikayla back with another solo episode. And today we're going to get into one of the most common side hustles out there, creating your own online course. This episode topic actually came directly from the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Uh, someone asked, hey, I have all this knowledge. I want to package it into an online course, but I don't know where to start and, and how to put it together in a way so that people will pay for it. So I said, hey, I'm happy to share all the resources and links that I consulted and studied before I created my first program, but I can also do an episode on it if you guys are interested in. And people were like, yeah, definitely. So here we are today. Now, a quick heads up, I'm going to mention a lot of links and resources in this episode. So head over to sidehustlepro.co slash 41 to grab the freebie for this episode. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash 41 for the freebie, which is a complete how to create your own online course cheat sheet. So again, you don't have to worry about taking notes. I will include all the links to everything I mentioned. Now let's get into it. So online courses. Nowadays, it seems like everyone and their mother has one of these online courses from how to grow your social media pages to how to build your first app. You name it. Online courses are extremely prevalent these days. I mean, even Shonda Rhimes has an online course. And you may remember several episodes back, I was hesitant to create one. I was like, ah, I don't, is it too noisy? Like, how do I stand out from everyone else with an online course? Well, I'm going to dive into that today. So first and foremost, it's nothing new. Online courses have existed for a while now. The only thing that's new is this abundance of technology and specifically plug and play platforms so that the barrier to entry has really decreased and anyone, literally anyone can create a course. You can easily replace templates and have your own school up online in no time. Now you might be wondering, well, why is everyone creating courses? And should I, is this a viable side hustle? Again, I wondered that too. And then I realized, and after, you know, studying several people, I realized that the reason it's such a popular revenue stream is because with an online course, you can package your knowledge and create a funnel, a sales funnel, so that you're constantly getting students and have a passive stream of income in your business. But hold on, before you think creating an online course is easy peasy, there are many steps you need to take before you can get your course to be a passive and consistent money maker. And now we need to get into those steps because I don't want to mislead you guys. I don't want you to think that you can just put your course together, throw it up on Teachable, and then boom, you'll have this, you know, consistent revenue stream pouring in. Like actually it takes a lot of marketing. It takes a lot of work investing in your sales funnel, investing in your email list for you to make this work. Okay. Like money just doesn't flow in spontaneously. And you have to make sure what you're creating is something that there's demand for and a need for, and that 
and something you're qualified to teach. Uh, because again, the competition is out there and people need to know that you're the person they need to learn this from. Uh, so let's get back to that in a second. I want to um, just give a quick overview of what I'll cover in the course, just to bullet it out for you. So today I'll get into how to know what your online course should be about, how to set up your online course, how to record your content for the course, then how to price your course and how to market your course. So you can see already that there are a lot of elements to this online course thing that you don't automatically get at face value. But yeah, there there are a lot of layers here, guys. So reminder, speaking of layers, now's the time for me to give you guys a reminder about the bonus for this episode. Again, it's a worksheet of all the tools, websites, and resources that I'll mention in the episode. So you don't have to scribble notes, just visit sidehustlepro.co slash 41. So let's get right into it. First thing I want to talk about is how to know what your online course should be about. So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this episode, you might be in two camps. The first camp is like, okay, I have no idea what I would ever teach an online course about. Should I even teach an online course? And then the second camp is, okay, I know exactly what I want to teach. I just want to know how, what's the best way to do it. So if you're in the first camp, Keep in mind why people create online courses. The biggest reason for me is was if you keep getting questions over and over again about the same thing, after a while, instead of giving free consulting or getting, you know, calls for one-on-ones about the same thing, you can just package up your knowledge, put it in a course and point people to that. So it saves you time and it gives them exactly what they need. If you're in the second boat and you know exactly what you want to teach and you just want to know how to package it, I encourage you to first take a beat and make sure that what you want to teach is what people want to buy. (laughs) So the number one way to know what you should be teaching is ask yourself, what am I really good at? What am I an expert in? What am I qualified to teach? What will I have fun teaching? Um, Qualification, of course. Key thing, number one, people have to believe you. You have to have receipts that you are, receipts meaning you have to have some proof, some a resume that shows that, hey, I've had success with this thing that I'm getting ready to teach you. Can't just make it up out of nowhere, right? You need to have something to back it up. And so you also need to do some research. Um, it's okay if other people are teaching the same thing you want to teach. As a matter of fact, that's a good sign. That means that there's a demand for it. And remember that competition is not a bad thing because there are people who want to hear They might want to hear the exact same message, but just from you because they like what you're about. They like your brand. They trust your brand and they want to learn it from you. So competition is not a bad thing. Research who's in the space. What are they doing? Is it successful? If you want to teach something totally random, make sure there's a market for that. Now, each of these things I could get into, I could go into at length into how to make sure that what you're teaching is what people want, but... This is just an overview of how to create an online course. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, check me out in the Side Hustle Pro Facebook group and we can get into that in a little bit more detail. But number one, how to know what your online course should be about. Know what you're really good at, what you're an expert in, what you're qualified to teach, 
and what people want to learn from you. Next thing, how to set up your online course. Oh, oh, one more thing about how to know what your online course should be about. I just want to nail and and really emphasize that if there's something that people always ask you about, use that as a clue, even if it's not the direct thing that you want to teach, use that as a clue to point you in the direction of what you should be teaching. And remember too, that people don't always know what they want. So, you know, you might hear um, an example that I've heard on another show, for example, is there are people who might be like, you know, I want to sign up for the green smoothie challenge. In actuality, it's not because they love green smoothies. And, and so you might think they're like, oh, these people just really love green smoothies. But actually, they really want to lose weight. So in what you're putting together, make sure you know what people really want, what their need really is, so that you can create your course around that and not get lost in what they say. That's something else we can go into more detail about in our Facebook community. So now on to the next part how to set up your online course. So I'm going to share the two resources that are really helpful for online entrepreneurs when you're setting up your course. And then I'll share a misstep that I made so that you can avoid that. So Samcart is um, an online platform where you can create these pre-built checkout pages. You can use one of the templates to quickly set up a checkout page for your online product or, you know, your online course. You can customize it so that it matches your website and your brand. And then you can add all the testimonials, all the descriptions, et cetera, et cetera. That is just a checkout page though. So SamCart is something you use when you have um, quick products that you can email to people once they're processed and gone through the checkout. I didn't know that initially when I put together um, my first ever masterclass and then subsequently sold my full course, I hadn't fully built out the program yet. So I quickly threw up a SamCart page so that I could process the transactions. But when it came time to actually create the course, I realized, hey, I need a platform where I can put the curriculum. And through my research, I came across Teachable. And, you know, it wasn't hard to come across Teachable because it's one of the most widely used platforms for uh, selling uh, courses. And the good thing about Teachable is it allows you to create and sell the course, plus have the actual course and curriculum live there. So here's my big mistake, guys. So I had up the SamCart page because I hadn't fully built out my course curriculum. And so because of that, I had people check out and purchase the course on SamCart. But later, when I had Teachable all set up, I had to have them re-register on Teachable and use this like free coupon so it wouldn't charge them again. Big, big, you know, clunky registration process. But, you know, the important thing is that I did it and I learned. And now for Master the Gram, I have people directly register via Teachable. The only thing that I dislike about Teachable is it makes people take two steps. So first they join your school, which is free. And then if they want to take your course, they have to register for the course. So it's kind of like a two-step registration, which I think is like over the top and not necessary. but 
I, I do like it for its other features, which is again, having the curriculum in a very clear and easy to go through format. You're able to add attachments. You're able to add all the videos that you want for your course. And it's just a very easy to use platform. So totally re- recommend Teachable. That's what Master the Gram is on now. So that's how I actually set up an online course. Once you figured out what to teach, Teachable is a great platform to actually create it so that it looks professional and people will pay you for your course because they're like, okay, this is an official thing. It's not just something she is making up. But speaking of course, you also have to know how to record and put up your content, right? Now, that's another thing I figured out along the way. (laughs) You can see why I was avoiding creating my course for so long, because there are so many tech aspects to figure out. And at first, it kind of intimidated me. But have no fear. If I did it, you can do it too. There's no reason to be intimidated. Just break it down into steps. Do one thing at a time. So once you've actually signed up for Teachable, I should mention that these platforms are not free, y'all. Um, <laughs> I forget how much. T- oh, Teachable, it depends on the, pla- um, the plan that you want. They're different prices. And Samcart, Samcart also not free per month. And I canceled Samcart once I created Teachable because, you know, there's no re- need, there was no reason to have Samcart once Teachable was there. So now on to how to record your content. So there are a couple of ways to present content in your online course. Some people like to just have videos. So that is really straightforward. You can record your video on your phone. You can record it on a camera and then upload the file. Or if you want to share slides, you can record your screen as you're going through your PowerPoint presentation. The way I like to do this is using QuickTime and using QuickTime's screencast function. I find that very, very um, easy and straightforward. Again, I'm not a techie, but I was able to put up my slides, then record my screen, and record myself as I'm talking through the slides and then upload that to my teachable course within the module that it was relevant to. So you can create different modules in teachable again. So it looks like a really professional course. So those are two tools, either do a video and upload the video directly or record your screen as you're going through your slides. I did do video recordings for my five-day Instagram for Side Hustlers challenge, though. And for that, I, again, I used my phone. I went live on Facebook. And afterwards, you can either download the videos or you can embed it if you want to li- want it to live somewhere else. So that's another thing, too. Um, you don't need a lot of fancy equipment for this. If you want good lighting, make sure you're recording during the daytime and you're by natural light, a window, sunlight. Then um, if you're recording at night, when I like when I did the Instagram for Side Hustlers challenge, you can get a, a relatively cheap um, lighting kit and one that costs under $100. I'll link directly to the one that I use for my Instagram for Side Hustlers videos. I got it off of Amazon. Again, it was under $100. A very worthwhile investment, I say. The first time you do it, uh, the first time you hit the light switch, it's, it's like mad bright and you, you're like, what's happening here? But then you get used to it and you can't, you can't ever do your videos any other way again. It's like being in a studio. So <laughs> if 
you are going to go the video route, I recommend investing in a lighting kit. So yeah, that's pretty much it in, as far as how to record your content. So, so far we've gone through how to know what your online course should be about, how to actually set it up, which platform to use, and then how to record your content. Two ways I would recommend either video or recording your screen. Now, I want to touch on how to price your course. I will say that this is something I'm still working through as an entrepreneur. Now, the resources I use to determine how to price my own course is I really love Amy Porterfield's podcast and the information she provides on this. One episode in particular called How Do I Know If I'm Delivering Enough Value in My Course for the Price I Want to Charge had a lot of good insights that helped me to determine where I wanted to come in. There are several things to think about when you're thinking about pricing. Um, the biggest, biggest thing is translating the value that your course will provide into real life money. And I learned this from Marie Forleo's, um, her videos and, and resources on pricing as well. If you really translate your content and the value you're providing into what will what the outcome will be for your student in real dollars, then you know what you should be pricing your course at. And, but not only that, you need to think about, okay, what tier do you want to come into the marketplace? And is it realistic? Again, do you have the receipts in the background or are you a beginner that will build up? Um, again, I don't profess to be the expert on this, but I do know that you can start out with a not yet premium product. Like coming in, I knew that I don't necessarily think Master the Gram is going to be my signature end-all be-all course. Like you know how Marie Forleo has B-School and B-School started out as something much smaller and it grew and grew and snowballed over the years. Similar with Amy Porterfield, a course that is now you know, the the least expensive course in her funnel was her first course. And over time, she's built up and created more expensive products. The way I think about Master the Gram is I knew it was my first course. I knew that I have, I knew that there would be a learning curve for me. So I did not want to come out in the premium tier when I knew for a fact that I was planning to build upon the course and create even more content as time went on after I learned from my first uh, group of students. And so that's why initially I knew it would be no less than $97. But after doing my initial um masterclass, I did provide a special rate for those students uh, because it was my first time out of the gate. And it was more important to me to learn like the one-on-one calls that I did. And what I found from the one-on-one calls, those everyone across the board was like, this is, this needs to be way more expensive. Like I'm learning more than I learned in courses that cost almost a thousand dollars. And so to me, I was comfortable with knowing that I was providing more valuable, more value than what my course costs so that I could, um, 
later increase the price when I added even more content rather than coming in so overpriced that people would be like, oh my gosh, this wasn't worth it and trash your course. So that was me. That was my strategy. Again, not everyone has to follow this, but I do, I will say that I see a lot of people coming in at these high price points with no kind of testimonials, no type of proof of, of the service and the, the, um, expertise that they have. And so think about, think about being strategic when you're doing this and knowing that the first course that you come out with is not the end all be all, right? Like this is not do or die now or ever, now or never. If you come out at this price, you're stuck at that price forever. Definitely know that. But again, I really recommend um, checking out some of Amy's episodes. I'll link to more to know if you're delivering enough value to charge the price you want to charge. And finally, let's get into the marketing piece. I saved this for last because it's my favorite part, as you guys know. Now, it's also the part that a lot of people take for granted. Like, a lot of work goes into creating an online course. So by the time you're done recording your videos, making your worksheets, making it all pretty, coming up with your description page, your title, all of this stuff, you're exhausted. You're like, this is it. This is great. And sometimes you don't even have any energy left for the marketing. But guys, Get your energy up because this is where the real work begins. Your content is 20% of the work. The marketing is 80% of the work, y'all, 80%. So first things first, when you're marketing a course, you need to determine what is going to be your go-to-market strategy. How are you going to get people into your course? So a big funnel technique that a lot of people use is obviously you get people on your email list, you introduce them to your masterclass. Within your masterclass, you provide so much value. You, you know, you deliver even more than they're expecting. You can never teach too much in your masterclass. And then you introduce them to your full scale product, which is your course. And the reason you do this is you want people to get a taste of it and to realize that, hey, if I've gotten so much value from this masterclass, class or this challenge because I've done both then imagine how much I could learn in the full course and then of course you have to have a sales page that converts you have to have a price point that makes sense so everything has to come together in a in you know the perfect way but well I won't say perfect but everything should come together in a way that makes sense so when you're thinking of how you're getting people into that masterclass so you can pitch them your course you're thinking about your email list, your messaging, your email list, your, before you even message your email list, guys, you need to have an email list, right? So one thing I've used to build my email list is Instagram. And I teach that in the master, the gram, the gram course. I have used Instagram to find and go after and bring my target audience to me and into my email community and my Facebook community. And then I've introduced them and, and you know, encouraged them to sign up for the masterclass so that they can learn more about the course theme that I have. And then in that masterclass, we get into some of the topics. And then finally, I share the offer, which is the full scale course. So you can see like all of these are multiple multiple steps like you 
If you think that you're just going to develop a course and then say, hey, come take my course and then people will want it. No, 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 no. Um, you know how you are. You don't just hand over your money to any old body. You need to know why you need that project, that, that product. You need to know why this course is going to change and provide a transformation that you need. So the marketing steps are the trickiest parts. Now, some of the tools that I've used for the marketing steps Definitely Facebook and Instagram ads. So marketing is not cheap. If you have invested time in creating lead magnets and freebies and building out your email list, then you can probably spend less on Facebook ads your first go round because you'll be able to talk to your list, let them know about your offer and get new signups this way. But if you also want to retarget your list, so, you know, send ads to people who are on your list and remind them about the course that's coming up by having the ads uh, essentially follow them around, <laughs> then then you're going to have to spend money on some ads. Also, don't neglect the importance of some organic posting on your own social media, uh, personal page, as well as on your uh, business social media pages. So on your Facebook or Instagram, if you have a business page there to get the word out. There's two type of ways that I've used to get people into my course. So again, the masterclass, which is aka a webinar, a webinar. I've, for that, I've used webinar jam, which is not cheap. I think it's like $2.99 a year or something like that. Um, you know, it's something that is a widely used tool for webinars. It's very easy to use. There sometimes there can be some tech issues, but for the most part, it's it's one of the most widely used uh, webinar softwares. But again, it's not cheap. Um, some of the cheaper things that you can do for free. It's too much hassle to do the workarounds and the Googles and the Hangouts and all of that. Like, just pay for Webinar Jam if you're serious <laughs> and you you really want to invest and go down this path. So anyway. Um, setting up a webinar using webinar jam is one way. And then once you've done that, you need to remind people to sign up. Then once they've signed up, you need to remind them to come to class live. And then once they've come to class, you need to remind them about your offer. So there's all of these steps leading up to the masterclass after the masterclass to get them into your actual course. So y'all thought it was going to be easy, right? It ain't easy. It's not easy at all. Another thing that I've tried and done recently and really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed this. And many of you attended this was the Instagram for Side Hustlers challenge on Facebook. This was a five-day challenge that lived on the Side Hustle Pro Facebook page. So if you go to facebook.com, Side Hustle Pro, you can still see the videos. Just go to the video tab. You can see each of the five days I break down how to grow and build your following in less than 30 minutes a day. And the reason I did this challenge is, number one, 
it just really had way more energy to get people coming every night to talk about Instagram and reporting out on their results throughout the week. Like we were in this together. The momentum was crazy. It was my first time doing a challenge and I loved, love, love the energy. And then on that last day sharing like, well, you know, hey, this is over, but here's how we can continue to grow together. And so that's another way to get people into your course. Now, I say all this to say uh, none of this is easy, but it's very, very doable. And it all comes down to having an offer that people want, having an offer that provides a transformation that people want. You, the number one thing I learned, and actually I learned this from Zach Buckler, who, whose uh, five day challenge model, I, um, modeled my Instagram for Side Hustlers challenge after. So Zach shares, and it's something he learned, so we're all just passing on the knowledge, but a lot of times we create things that we want to tell people, and we don't actually create things that people ask for or that people want. So we have to be really careful that we're not just teaching something that we know and we want to teach, and we're not solving a problem, because that's what people will buy. That's what people want. They want you to solve a problem. It's great if you know how to create web pages, but how can you tap into the essence, the core issue that people have? Um, I can't tell you what their issue is. You have to go and you have to explore a little bit about the pain points that your audience is facing. But if there's one thing that I will leave you with tonight, it's that creating an online course is not about you pushing out into the world your knowledge and you packaging your knowledge and saying, hey guys, look what I know, buy this. It's about saying, hey, I observed you had this challenge. I happen to know how to solve your challenge. So come into my course where I can teach you exactly how to solve your challenge. That's what it's about. So with that, guys, I am going to go ahead and head off. If you have more questions about this, I would love if you would come over to the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community and chat some more. That's just sidehustlepro.co slash mastermind. And again, if you want the notes with all of the links for this episode, just go to sidehustlepro.co slash 41. Talk to you next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the side hustle pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.